the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 68 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Anna, and I'm 10. I'm Liam, and I'm 8. And I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. And uh, here we are again. we got another celebration episode. Uh, one, uh, the second one. Uh, there's probably going to be four of them at this point. Uh, from what I can kind of see in my notes and how much we have to talk about, I think we might spread it out over four episodes. But uh, before we get into celebration, we got this really cool voicemail from Ian, and we're going to listen to that. We're just going to jump right into Ian's voicemail right off the bat. Here we go. Hi, Children of the Force. Uh, I'm Ian. I was wondering um, if you thought that uh, the ending of the Jedi could signal um, a more neutral uh, aspect of the Force to help enforce the law. All right. So, nice to hear from you again, Ian. Thank you so much for the message. Uh, Really cool little tidbit. Anna, next year you're going to middle school, and you're going to the same middle school that Ian is in. How awesome is that? Cool, Uh, that's cool, but I'm sad to go out of my elementary school. You're sad to be leaving your current school, but uh, you're going to a great school. So, uh, yeah, so thank you so much, Ian, for that message. Um, So, you guys know what neutral means? It means, like, uh, in the middle, right? Neutral means like if if there's two sides that are fighting and you are a neutral person in that fight, that means you don't take either side, right? So he's asking, you know, we're neutral, right? What's that? Kind of. What? Sometimes. Sometimes we're neutral. We, we like we as a family are yeah. neutral. I said we're neutral. Uh, kind of. Sometimes. sometimes. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I I always go back to that whole. You can't be neutral on a moving train thing, so you I guess I try not... You did last episode. I did, I did. Let's uh, not uh, get off on a big tangent. Well, I mean, this is part of the question, right? There's the... Really. There's the... Uh, neutrality never helps the uh, oppressed. Neutrality always helps the oppressor, right? And that's a quote from uh, Elie Wiesel. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but that's a, a Jewish author. Um, so we're talking about neutrality, and we're talking about the light and the dark, and I don't know, a neutral aspect of the Force. Um, so Force users, uh, and to enforce the law, Ian said. And I think that using that having Force users as a law enforcement agency gets kind of tricky, right? I think law enforcement agencies, to begin with, are kind of tricky, right? Because there's always that potential to abuse their power, right? And how much easier would it be to abuse that power that law enforcement has if, if like, the officials have the force on their side, right? So, um, you know, I kind of think that maybe, uh, you know, the whole Jedi as enforcement of enforcers of the galaxy, that's kind of where they went wrong, I think, right? Maybe. I don't know. So how do you enforce, how do you be neutral? Do you enforce your own rules? Do you enforce the laws of which government? How do you choose which government's laws you're going to enforce as a force user, right? Yeah, Liam. This is what Ian kind of said, that um, the Jedi are going to end so they can make something else with force users. Well, that's that's what he's asking, on right? On the law. That's why it might be happening, like more force users for the law. 
for the law. Oh, because maybe that's not what the Jedi were. Yeah. I, don't know, I see what you're saying. So, like in in the uh, in Legends, in the far future of Star Wars, um, I'm blanking on the the name of the series right now, the comic series. But there were Imperial Knights, and they were Jedi. They were not Jedi, but they were Force users. But they worked for uh, the Empire, or what was left of the Empire, what the Empire became. Um, so maybe something like that, you know, where they were just basically police officers who had the force, you know, <laughs> they didn't belong to some religion like the Jedi or the Sith, because I consider those things religions pretty much. Um, they, they were, you know, part of a government organization. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe that's something that could come up in, in the absence of Jedi. Uh, you know, what, what sort of program are they going to have for force users? You know, like, do you just get to join a gym and learn how to use the force? If you are, you know, someone who can use the force. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. Ian. That's, that's a good question though. Um, and there's this little excerpt from, uh, aftermath that I, I highlighted and, and did a screen capture of, um, aftermath empire's end. That is the last aftermath book in the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Uh, and it is, uh, Nora Wexley is thinking about what justice means. And she says, isn't justice really just a name for institutional revenge? So like revenge by the government, that's what justice is. Commit a crime, pay for the crime. Castigation arrives regardless of whether it's at the hand of a governmental body or a lone soldier. So castigation meaning like punishment, right? So that's where like, um, you know, a lot of people would say that like police or, or, or uh, law and order is enforced through the threat of violence, basically, or the threat of punishment, right? That's how, that's how we maintain order, right? Because if people want to do something wrong, they can't because, not because it's wrong to do something wrong, right? Not but because they're going to hurt other people, right? Wrong. I know, but like, what's the, what's the stick, you know? Uh, so there's the character of the stick, right? How do you get a, there's an old metaphor. How do you get a donkey to move? Do you dangle a carrot in front of the donkey or do you hit the donkey's backside with a stick? Right? right. So punishment and law enforcement is the stick. Right? Uh-huh. Um, uh, living in a, a good society that gets along well, I suppose that would be the carrot, right? Yes, Liam, you have a question? Um, no, I don't have a question. Oh. I just wanted to say a fact I found out a fact? Okay. in a book. Sure. And it's kind of random. Yeah. But I guess it's Star Wars, so I can say it. Okay. Um, the scat, uh, the slug thrower, I think, mm -hmm. in Battlefront is actually a Wookiee's weapon. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Random. Also. That's totally random, but that's okay. We're, you know what? I'm okay with random Star Wars facts. It's all right. Maybe this was Liam's random Star Wars fact brought to you by Liam. Maybe that could be a regular, an irregular random segment on the, on the show, Liam. You just pop in when we're having big discussions with random facts. <laughs> and then after you say them, there could be like a little, that was Liam's random fact of the day or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you do that a few times and i forget what they were maybe i forget what they were <laughs> so so these matters of like light and dark and and in between and how do we enforce law i don't have the answers to that stuff like i'm just these are just things that i've heard and, and ideas that i think are interesting to think about um 
So I don't know, but, but thank you, Ian, for the, the thought provoking question. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, we'd like to hear what you have to say about it too. Right. So, uh, uh, Ian or anyone else listening, uh, leave us a, a voicemail on uh, speakpipe.com slash children of the force, which is how Ian left that voicemail. And uh, let us know what you think. Uh, could, could, should Jedi, first of all, I think the question is should Jedi enforce the law or should force users be organized in some sort of police force type organization Dang. to enforce the law? What do you think, Anna? Should they? I think, think the idea? last one, the last one sounds like a good idea. You think force users should be organized into some sort of police yeah, force? Yeah, police of? force. Okay. What do you think, Liam? I think the Jedi can do what they want with themselves. Okay, so the Jedi... So I really I really don't really have an opinion. Hmm. If they want to become police officers or something, oh. they do that. Okay. If they want to stay, like, religion or something, oh. they can do that. I see, I see, I see. So sort of a... Uh, uh, a buffet style uh, mm-hmm. uh, take on the Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah, you get to pick and choose which part of the Jedi you want, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Ian. Uh, now that we uh, have talked about Ian's voicemail, I think we can talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to uh, before we get into the big celebration stuff. So we watched a little bit more of Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, Love watching that movie just in the comfort of my own home with you kids. Any any more thoughts on this this extra viewing of Rogue One, this last viewing, Anna? Did you notice anything new? I can't remember what we talked about. We had to pause it and talk about some stuff. Liam, I think, Liam, you were wondering, uh, why does Bodhi trust Cassian when they're in the jail cell on Jetta? And it seems like Bodhi Wait. just starts to kind of trust Cassian Andor Wait, Cassian right away. Cassian says, where's Galen or so? And he's like... I'll tell you where Galen Ursus is. Like, okay, here's yeah. this is where he is. Yeah. He tells him. How the heck does he trust him? Right. He's a stranger you met five seconds ago. That's true. And and your mom your mom's, you know, her theory was that Borgullet kind of scrambled his his mind. He's gone crazy. And uh, and so he just kind of just trusts any sort of person who gives him some sort of connection to reality, right? He just wants like to crawl his way out of insanity. Right. And maybe he when he's like actually out of insanity fully maybe he's like well i'm already friends with him so might as well just follow him <laughs> there you go these people seem like good people yeah right yeah 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 so cool uh so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of rogue one and uh, we left off when they crashed on edu so got a lot of good stuff left uh, i'm about two-thirds of the way through the thrawn novel so I've been reading that. Uh, my early review of the Thrawn novel by Timothy Zahn is that I like it. It seems uh, pretty wordy at times. Uh, I mean, Thrawn likes to hear himself talk, so that's to be expected, right? That there's a lot of a lot of wordiness, a lot of ex- a lot of explaining going on in the book, a lot of explanation, and this is how, this is why, this is happening this way, and this happened this way because of this. There's not a ton of action, which I'm usually okay with, but I don't know, for some reason I want a little more action in this book. Uh, I'm going to give the book right now, two-thirds of the way through, I'm giving it a B in my uh, in my uh, ranking. Like, uh, uh, like a school rating? Sure, a school grade of B, yeah. Um, I like it. It's hard not to compare this Thrawn with the Thrawn from the Legends books and the Thrawn trilogy, you know, like the, the big three books that kind of kicked off the Star Wars expanded universe. I mean, they're like, there was the big three that made it really popular. And after those, then everybody started buying 
a bunch of Star Wars books. So in that, you know, Thrawn is the villain, obviously, right? But in this book, it's called Thrawn. It's about Thrawn. He's not really the villain. He's the hero because it's his own story, you know? Everybody's the hero of their own story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird because when you're reading it, you're kind of rooting for Thrawn. You want Thrawn to win. But right. it's the Empire, you know? And so I, I feel like it doesn't work as well because I really am not rooting for Thrawn. Sometimes I'm like, ugh, I get it, Thrawn. You're smart. You know, I just want you to lose now, you know? Like, <laughs> so it's weird because I'm supposed to be rooting for him. So I don't know. I think he makes a better villain than a protagonist, right? Do you think he's, um, you like his story better in Rebels than this one? Yes, because he's a villain in Rebels. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see him as the bad guy in Rebels, you know? So, but you know, it's, it's an interesting book. Uh, it focuses a lot on Governor Price and you see how she rises to power and becomes the governor of Lothal, which is pretty cool. Um, but again, not always exciting. Sometimes it's downright boring. <laughs> Coruscant, uh, you know, palace intrigue, sort of backstabbing and talking to this senator and that's, you know, and it gets a little, a little boring actually, but I'm, I'm still glad I'm reading it. So, uh, Liam, you have started your own account of the game that I have been obsessed with for... Guess. Now. guess what it is. <laughs> guess what, guess it, is. what it is. We'll Are you telling the seconds. listeners to guess at home? Yep. Uh-huh. Ten seconds. Oh, no. That's ten seconds of dead air? All right, here we go. One, two. Oh, that's not three. dead air. You're counting. It's supposed to be silent. <gasps> okay, pause it <laughs> if you don't want to hear. What? And tell us a voice bell because you don't want to hear and you want to guess it. No. Because we're going to say it right now. It's it's just a video game. It's it's a video game. It's not like a spoiler. It's It's Serena. Okay. It's it's, it's obsessing. Really obsessing. It's it's addictive? You're obsessed with it? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say addictive. No. I'm obsessed with it. Well, you know. It's awesome. It's fun. It's fun. It's awesome. Um, it's fun to see like awesome. a, you playing as a as like a level one person, and it's a fun game. Force Arena, uh, and Liam, yeah, you joined the same guild uh, that I'm in, uh, the Johto Cast. So uh, that's kind of fun. Can you make your own guild? You can actually make How your does own that guild. Work? You just make okay. it, and then you invite you tell people about it. We could make our own Children of the Force guild. Oh, that'd then, be awesome. <laughs> but I think, you know, the Johto Cast Guild is going strong. Like, I don't want to leave it now. That's the so. Johto Cast Guild. Nick. Nick plays, too. That's right. So he's... he could come onto on our podcast. He could <laughs> get out of the Johto Cast and come onto the Children oh, of the Force. Yeah. What's the Johto Cast? The Johto Cast is a, is is a, a podcast. Guild. It's actually a gaming podcast. A Star Wars gaming podcast. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was listening to their episode where they reviewed... Uh, Force Arena, and they said that they have their own guild. So I'm like, oh, I'll join them. All right. So anyway, that's some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Uh, we did our you know big trailer reaction, our the last Jedi teaser reaction last week. Uh, but uh, but a few tidbits have kind of come up since then, and I wanted to add those. Um, so you know, Kylo's scar. You know, we see Kylo Ren in the teaser, right? And we see his scar. It's not in the same spot as it is in. Uh, the Force Awakens. Wait, what? Yeah, it's actually moved. So, like, in The Force Awakens, it's kind of down across his nose. 
And in the last Jedi trailer, it kind of goes over his eye. More like how Anakin's does, right? That's Which, fear. Yeah, and actually, like, Ryan Johnson said that basically they just, th- they realized that the scar just kind of looks silly what, the way it was going down his nose. So they, just because it looked better, they moved it a little bit. Which, you know, some people were like, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, it probably does. I'm sure, but a lot of people, you know, were like, no, you can't do that. It's in the one spot. And, you know, like, (laughs) people are getting really mad about it, which, I mean, I understand. Who made this? They get to do what they want. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, they do. But it's the same way people get mad about the special editions. You know, you're changing this thing that we always thought was Star Wars. Of course, it's only been two years since, not even two years since yeah, so you The Force Awakens came out. The Force Awakens. <laughs> they could go back to, and change The Force Awakens. They could Awakens. go back and change The Force uh, Awakens <laughs> so the scars are going over the eye. So, I think that they should come out with a new short story. And I'm going to present my idea for this new short story in a little segment I'd like to call Head Cannon News. The Head Cannon News Song. Yeah. The head cannon news song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so head cannon is like, you know, it's cannon in your head, right? So, like, the official story, according to me, you know, is how is is what that is basically, right? That's what head cannon is. So, in my head cannon, Kylo Ren went to the Fergosian crypto surgeons. What the? <laughs> so remember those big yellow, those big yellow? They look like fuzzy minions. In the Force Awakens at Maz's oh, castle, yeah, the guy with the saw, the sand. Yes, exactly. So they're really? crypto surgeons. Yeah, so, so they, so there's a short story in uh, that by Landry Q. Walker uh, in that Aliens book, right? The short stories of aliens uh, from from the Force Awakens, and uh, they're crypto surgeons. So they they do like uh, surgery on people if people want to change their face. Uh, they can like do this surgeon surgery on them that that will change what they look like, right? Do you so, think that's what um, the guy in um, he's in Rogue One too? Doctor Evazon? Yeah. Do you think he did that with his nose because he wanted to look creepy or something? <laughs> you know, I think there is a a legends story that explains why Doctor Evazon looks the way he does. I don't know what it is. Uh, but no, that would be really weird. They should um, canonize Sure, they should canonize it, say that he went to the crypto surgeons and he wanted to look differently because he was wanted by the Empire, so they mangled his face. Anyway, so these crypto surgeons, uh, their names are uh, Thromba and Laparo, and uh, they, they're kind of uh, tricksters, sort of, right? So like when someone wants their face changed, they might not change it exactly the way they want. So in my head canon is, you know, Kylo went there, to get a scar, he said, I don't want this scar here anymore. So, they took it off. And they put it back on. Just like one inch over. And he's like, I told you I didn't want the scar anymore. And they're like, no, you said you didn't want the scar here anymore. You didn't say anything about it one inch over. <laughs> so, uh, I would like to state that I put that theory on, that headcanon on Twitter, and the author of that story about Thromba and Laparo, the story's name is "The Face of Evil," uh, liked my post. So, <laughs> so I it's even more headcanon now. Uh, so no, you mean it's even less headcanon now? Oh, even more canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. less head, more canon. All right. So 
no, that was the end of the headcanon news segment. Uh, another little tidbit that came out that I forgot to mention, actually, last week, was that uh, Kathleen Kennedy was interviewed on Good Morning America, and she said that Carrie Fisher's brother was mistaken when he said that Carrie was going to appear in episode 9. Uh, she said she didn't know what he was you know, thinking about, but he was mistaken, and that she won't appear in episode Aww. 9. I don't know what well, that means. She'll be in episode eight. She will be in eight a lot. And, from what and they're not—they're not gonna they're redo not changing eight, right? It, right? They're not okay. changing it. So um, I don't know. Do if you this... think there's gonna be a lot of space in episode eight and nine? Well, there could be. Maybe they'll talk about Princess Leia dying. What happened to her? Right. They <laughs> might. Would you be okay? What would you think if they got a different actor to play? <laughs> Princess Leia. I wouldn't like that. No, I don't no, know if I'd like that I, either. I don't like that. Yeah. They wouldn't do that either. They wouldn't. They would I say, would scream out the window, stop Lucasfilm. They, yeah. would, they would say yeah. it was t- too much of an insult to Carrie's yeah. memory. Yeah. 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 I would. I would not, not like that. that. It happens. So, you know, when I was younger, I used to watch soap operas. I know that sounds weird because. <laughs> whatever. When I was in, like, high school, I used to watch Days of Our Lives. Uh, it was that? kind of as a joke actually, but, um, but then I just started watching it because I was interested in the story. But anyway, you know, they do this on soap operas all the time. Like one person will, uh, a character will leave, they'll go on a trip and they'll come back and it'll be a different actor and same character. No one questions it. Right. So it happens, but I'm hoping it doesn't happen in star Wars. So, uh, as anyone can hear who's listened to the episode quite a bit, my voice is still, still, uh, just kind of really hurting. And mine's and getting worse, actually. I sound much Mine's getting hoarse, yeah. but it's not like I'm coughing, it's not hurting well, at all, good. but I'm just getting... My throat is really good, but I'm yeah. coughing, so if you hear me cough a little bit, then that's mm. me, because right. I still kind of have a cough. Or me. Or me. Liam has a cough too. Yeah, so it's just been going around and around, and you know, you we all go to school. <laughs> you know, I go to school with little kids who cough on me all the time, and then I probably bring it home and give it to you, and then you kids go to school and bring it to them, and then the kids at school bring it to you, and it's just this big circle of sick, and I'm it's sick of it. Good. I went to the doctor today and got some medicine, but nothing that's going to take care of it really fast. But hopefully next week I'll be sounding a little bit more like myself. Thankfully. We have some more uh, audio from Amy and Emily about their time at Star Wars Celebration, uh, which is going to save my voice a little bit, because we're going to get to listen to them instead of me. I mean, it's always good when we can listen to someone else instead of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. All right, so uh, last week we listened to Thursday, their experience on Thursday of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, This week I think we're going to cover Friday and Saturday. Um, So let's listen to... Amy and Emily's experience on Friday at Star Wars Celebration. Hello, children of the Force. Here are your special Star Wars Celebration correspondents, Amy. Woo! And Emily. (laughs) And we're here to tell you about the second day of Celebration, Friday. Um, Our Friday did not go as planned because Emily woke up in the middle of the night with some ear pain. Can I tell you that this is like a nightmare that I have when I think about going to Star Wars Celebration with you kids? Like, what if you get super sick and, you know, what are we going to do? What would we do? 
if you got right. super sick? I mean, would we still go? And what if you were throwing up? And, you know, like, uh, you know, your mom and I went to San Francisco, Anna, when she was pregnant with you. Yeah. And I got this big stomach bug, horrible stomach bug. And I was, I was not, I was not well. I was laid up for a full day. It was such a bummer because, you know, we spent all this money to fly out to San Francisco. And then I was sick for like half the time we were there. That's sad. Yeah, super sad. But It'd be I'm even assume, more sad if it was you. I'm assuming yeah. that I'm assuming that uh-huh. if she woke up with ear pain it would be an ear infection. So let's let's listen. Ear infections hurt uh-huh. so much. They really can. So let's listen to what they how they handled this. And um it was not fun. <laughs> and if you know Emily like I do, you know that means she probably has an ear infection. So Friday morning, um we didn't go. Which was not fun. <laughs> we did not go to uh, any panels or anything. We spent the morning at the walk-in clinic and the pharmacy. But Emily was a trooper, and she was determined to not miss out on celebration. So we did head on over once she had some Motrin and antibiotic in her. That was the correct move, by the way. Kudos to you, Amy and Emily, for powering through and going anyway. That's, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not being sarcastic at all because <laughs> I know as a parent, like you, you question these, these choices that we make, right? Like, should we go? I mean, they're sick, but you know, you're all the way out there. Of course you go. And you went and you have the full support of us on that decision. And on Friday, one of the things we did was check out the 501st room and that is uh, the 501st, I'm sure you guys know, is the group that does a lot of the screen accurate empirical or empirical empire related costumes. And so um, they had lots of really neat photo ops um, and costumes that we looked at. Then we headed over to the podcast stage and saw a live podcast of Full of Sith and a live podcast of Fangirls Going Rogue. And one of the really neat things that happened at Fangirls Going Rogue, Emily wants to talk about. Um, so I got a little R2 mini purse and um, it was super cool. I just like They had a necklace in it and a Yoda patch. There, they did some giveaways there, and the way it worked out is there was one young lady that ended up winning two prizes, and so she gave one away to someone else. Well, that person she gave one to ended up winning a prize, and so then that person gave Emily, who didn't win a prize, a gift, and it was just a really neat example of the generosity in the Star Wars family. Some other things that we did, uh, we checked out the Rebel Legion and the Droid Builders, which was super, super cool. There's lots of pictures of the Rebels, right? Yep, the Rebel Legion. We went to the Rebel Legion. And I have lots of pictures of that on my Twitter feed, at Amy Wishman, if anyone wants to check that out. We also, one of the neat things on the show floor was the Rancho Obi-Wan exhibit. I want to live in that bedroom. <laughs> they had, they had kind of three different areas in their exhibit. One was a tribute to Carrie Fisher and one was a tribute to Kenny Baker. And then the third was a bedroom that would have been set up like um, a kid in the late seventies would have had. 
and they had sheets and toys and collectibles and all sorts of cool things decorating that room. And I think, Emily, seeing that bedroom display was one of the highlights of your Friday. Yes, I really liked it. That was our Friday. We kind of made a shorter day of it because Emily was still recovering and we had had a very short night. We'll be back to tell you more about our celebration Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Well, that sounds like a heck of a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, she, so they were talking about how they saw the Full of Sith panel. Uh, and I l- actually listened to that episode of Full of Sith uh, just a few days ago. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to the Fangirls Going Rogue one yet um, because it's it's a, a tribute to Carrie Fisher, that episode. And I, I have a, I don't know, I have a hard time listening to those episodes. Um, and... I don't know. I guess I'm not. I'm not someone. I I grieve differently. I think, and I don't necessarily like to to um, bring it up in my mind all the time, um, and that's just how I do it. You know. So like like even seeing the you know the Carrie Fisher memorial thing at Celebration, I think it was really it was great and um, really well done and stuff. Um, but even that, I was like ah. You know, I kind of, I kind of uh, already, I already did this, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's different. I, I, I feel, I feel like the way I do it is not the way most people do it as far as grieving goes. And maybe the way I do it is I just push it down into the bottom of my stomach and I don't think about it again, which probably isn't the healthiest way to, to grieve. So, um, but that's why I haven't listened yet to the Fangirls Going Rogue episode, though I do intend to listen to it. Um, and uh, I can I can second uh, following Amy on Twitter at uh, Amy Wishman. Yeah, you guys should do that because Amy posts a lot of great stuff. She did post a lot of really uh, great photos and and just kind of tidbits from their time at Celebration on Twitter. And then I don't know if you guys know Rancho Obi Wan. We've talked about that before. You know, it's like the largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia in the world, and it's like this ranch out in California. Right. I yeah, Steve Sansweet owns it uh, or runs it. And, uh, you can go visit and there's just any Star Wars toy you can think of is there and pillowcases. And so anyway, they set up, yeah, like a, like a fake bedroom there with all that stuff in it. So that sounds, that sounds super fun. Um, let, let's listen to their Saturday experience. Hey children of the force. Hi, this is Amy. This is Emily. Your special Star Wars celebration correspondence. And we're here today to tell you a little bit about Saturday. Saturday was a huge day at Celebration. We started off the day by hitting up Starlight at the Force for Change booth. Now, Starlight is a charity that is associated with the Force for Change campaign This that's going on right now, this spring. And they work to improve the lives of children that need to stay in the hospital for a long time. And so we made a donation to help some kids get Star Wars themed gowns. And they also, Emily got to try out a BB-8 virtual reality program. Now, what was that like, Emily? It was so awesome. He was really cute. And like, I got to scratch him under the chin. And um, we played laser tag. It was really fun. And it looked like he was actually there. Yeah, and we got to put on the VR gear, which we had never experienced before, and play with BB-8 for a little bit. So that was super cool. And then we were off to 
the Rebels panel. Now, we did not... Emotional feelings here. <laughs> yes. Trigger warning for me. Uh, we did not get into the, the main room. We were streaming. Uh, but we got to sit through the panel, and we got to see the first episode of Season 4. No spoilers. But it was amazing. And we were also heard the news that this will be the last season. And I got pretty upset, didn't I, Emily? Yes, so upset. <laughs> I started to cry, and I was, I was sad. So I trust them to end the story well and to do a good job, but I'm just not quite ready to say goodbye. I almost feel like I'm going to go through a grieving process with Rebels. Yes, I'm probably going to cry, too. <laughs> then we went to another panel, and this was one that Emily was yes, super excited. Love games. Okay. We who did we see next, Emily? Anthony Daniels panel. <laughs> so uh, we went to see the Anthony Daniels. I panel. I love that panel. It was the best panel. Why was that your favorite panel, Emily? It was so funny. Um, I, it was kind of funny because it was Anthony and then Warwick Davis. And they, Emily's giggling, if you can hear her, just thinking about it. They spent a lot of time kind of teasing each other. <laughs> they they did a lot of jokes and gags, so if you... Hero with red arm, and then it came up with all these images of Warwick and Davis and with the red arm, though. Yes, before, one of the things that Anthony Daniels did to kind of conclude the panel was read um, The Phantom Limb, his one-shot comic. And, um... Warwick Davis played a little joke on him before he started reading that. So I, I think that panel is... And also the introductions. Yes, there was... They, they made a big production about the introductions and how he didn't... Inter Warwick didn't introduce Anthony good enough. The, the, the first introduction, um, the Anthony Daniels just peeked out and then looked back and, and it wasn't good enough and then... Warwick had another Edna extra one and read it and it picked out again. Wasn't good enough. And then the golden air, golden airplane. He, paper he airplane. threw a golden paper airplane to Warwick with an introduction he had written. <laughs> and Warwick was super funny. He was like, please shoot me. <laughs> please. But he read it and then he came out and it was... Finally, in his beautiful sparkly golden jacket. Yes, and I think the only thing that sparkles more than his jacket was Emily's smile during the panel. <laughs> then uh, we went to the Marvel panel, which they kind of talked about. They didn't really re reveal anything new. Except the Captain Phasma comic, which I'm so excited for because I love Phasma. Yes, they talked a little bit about that. That had been announced previously at a books panel that we were not able to attend. And then we went to a live show of the podcast Skywalking Through Neverland. And yeah, it was it was a really fun show, and yeah. Emily won a couple prizes there. Also, I won uh, two prizes. I won this Hot Wheels pack. It had two cars: the Emperor Palpatine one and the Yoda one. And then um, I won um, a Black ser Series um, Genosa. So it was really awesome. Yeah, it was it was very exciting. We don't do a lot of that buying so it was I think it was fun for her to get some things for her Star Wars collection so that was our Saturday it was a huge day it was really really busy really awesome. but really awesome and we'll be back with more for the last day of the con Sunday I don't want it to end I don't want it, it to end <laughs> she said I don't it. want it to end <laughs> she, yeah I know I'm sure uh, and, and we're going to have that Sunday uh, on our next episode so but uh 
Yeah, wow. That sounds like a really fun Saturday also. Yes, it does. Anna, you uh, had this look of complete shock and jealousy when uh, Emily was talking about BB-8. She actually got to play with BB-8. Basically. I mean, in virtual reality. I mean, but but basically. Did you feel BB-8? She could, like, um, you know, move her hand. I think her hand was connected to, like, a controller. So when she moved her hand in the virtual reality a hand would move you know in front of her and then she would like scratch underneath this i don't think she could feel him no i don't think so we talked about the the limits of virtual virtual reality a couple episodes ago but um but yeah right now someday we'll we're gonna get to do that actually um my brother my oldest brother uh works at a university and he has the Star Wars uh, Trials of Tatooine on virtual reality, and you can actually wear the headset and play what? it. So the next time we are visiting them, we'll have to make a special trip into the university yes, to uh, do Trials of Tatooine, and that will be awesome, and I cannot wait. Uh, we should make a special trip for that, just to <laughs> just to do that. And, uh, yeah, that Rebels panel, I mean, it's so, uh, you know, Amy mentioned, and we haven't talked about it yet on the podcast, that, that Rebel Season 4 is the last one. Uh, and I I, uh, I agree with you, Amy, that, that it's it's sad and, and that they will you know, do the right thing and that they will end it well. Uh, I don't think I'm as sad as you are, Amy, <laughs> uh, because, because I, I really do like Rebels, but I... Um, part of me is, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it to end. I, I'm not right. I, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end right now, but I will, I, I think I will be ready for it to end at the end of season four. I'm really glad that they announced that season four was coming. I was not ready for it to end. Um, I think, but I think I've thought about it enough that maybe I've kind of mentally prepared myself for it. Um, I am really bummed though, that it's going to be a shortened season. Uh, I was hoping it'd be a full season. So same. Yeah, I wanted there to be five seasons. Five seasons, yeah. That was so good for me. and then Anthony Daniels' panel sounded hilarious. We need to watch uh, we that. We can watch that actually. It is online, and we should watch that. Yeah, we definitely uh, should. Looks super fun, funny, or <laughs> sounds super funny. So, thanks again, Amy and Emily, for for those reports. And uh, are you laughing at me for yes. misspeaking? Come on. Stop it. Thank you again, Emily and Amy, for those reports and uh, for that report that we're going to play next week, your Sunday, your last day of celebration report. Um, So speaking of Rebels, let's talk about Rebels. Uh, You know, Rebels season four is the final season. So Dave Filoni announced that on the stage. He took it really seriously. You know, he stood up and he's like, I got something to tell you. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he gave the announcement the the kind of serious tone that it deserved he's always joking around but he he didn't really joke around when he was talking about it he said he knows how it feels to not end a series like with clone wars right they never got to really end it the way they meant to you know and he wanted to make sure that he was able to end this the way he wanted to which tells me that maybe they were thinking of canceling it and maybe that's why there's that shortened season and so he's like, no, we have to end this the way we want to end it before it's too late. You know, that could, that could be the case. Um, he kind of choked up a little bit. I mean, I could tell he was really sad about it. Uh, Tia Sirkar, the voice of Sabine, she, she did cry. 
got out the tissues and everything. Uh, so Filoni said about season four, he said it's going to be different, a little dark, a little fun. It's not like anything else that we've ever done. Yeah. He also said, by no means is this an end to anything we're doing in animation. Which basically confirms that, yes, there will be another animated show. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've talked about the possibility of that. Uh, hoping that it's hoping that it's post Return of the Jedi, but who knows? What's that, Liam? Maybe it's another show with the rebels. It could be. It could be with some of them. It could be like it could be a show just not called the Rebels, and mm-hmm. it takes on like the whole thing of rebels. <laughs> it just does the same thing. It could be before the Phantom Menace. Oh wow! That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. That it, would be really cool. But thinking cool. all the way back here. I'm hoping it's a Game of Thrones style Mandalorian epi- uh, series. I mean, a kid's version of a Game of Thrones style uh, Mandalorian intrigue. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, one reveal from the panel was that Warwick Davis is doing a voice in Rebels. And it's a character that doesn't start with a W, which is surprising. Uh, Warwick will be voicing a character named Rook. And. Rook is a character from the original Thrawn trilogy. How cool is that? Another character from Legends, and specifically related to Thrawn. And so, he? so Rook. Uh, and actually, remember Nick's question a couple weeks ago when he asked, uh, you know, if you could bring something back from canon or from Legends into canon, what would it be? Uh, if I was smarter, I would have said Rook, and then I'd be like, "Ha ha, I was right." But, <laughs> That would have been kind of cool. Uh, because he was pretty cool. So Rook is a, uh, in Legends, is a Nogri type of alien. Uh, and, like? well, you know what? We actually see Rook in the trailer. And we're going to watch the trailer in just a little bit. So I will pause it and show Wait, you what he looks like. Wait, there's a trailer? The season four Rebels trailer. You saw it. I did? Didn't you? No. I showed you guys the, yes, I no, did. No, you didn't show us. I had no idea there was a trailer. Yeah, I remember when Sabine was laying on Ezra, kind of. And the hey, wolf, you the big wolf. It. Okay, now I remember. The big remember wolf. That. Now you remember. Okay, good. Whew, uh, okay. You scared me for a second. I yes. was almost positive I didn't watch it, <laughs> but. Okay. So, uh, so Rook was Thrawn's bodyguard in the original trilogy, and you know he'd kind of be lurking in the shadows, and and. Uh, He'd come out and intimidate people if they were threatening Thrawn, and, uh, and he was a Nogri, and I don't know what he is now. I'm assuming that's still his species, but his story is definitely different, because in the original Thrawn trilogy, that you know that takes place after Return of the Jedi, the Nogri were people who uh, felt like they were in debt to the Empire, in debt to Darth Vader specifically, because they thought that they were helpful to them when in fact the empire was hurting them. So anyway, so, uh, let's watch the trailer and we'll talk about Rook. So I'm going to, I'm just going to pull it up and we're going to do a little watch through kind of like we did with the last Jedi teaser. And here we go. It was a simple story. So I really like how this trailer, because it's the last season, it starts with, you know, Sabine's voiceover talking about, the story so far, basically, right? You mean Hera's? Did I say Sabine's? Yeah. Yes, Hera's voice, of course. Um, and I love how they focused on on Chopper. She says a war veteran, 
right? So she says, Sabine. They fought alongside a survivor. Well, Zeb's the survivor. A war veteran. And Chopper's the war veteran. And they show that little clip of him looking at that Y-Wing that he crashed in back in the Clone Wars, you know? They're really kind of humanizing Chopper now, right? They really, it seems like they're kind of making him more of a character. Yeah, He's not just cranky. And Filoni said something about that too on the panel, you know? Like, people who you meet and they're just cranky all the time, a lot of times that's because, you know, something... Happened. You know, something happened to him, you know. So, so this definitely has the sense of finality to it, right? Like, so they show the last, you know, the last episode of season three here, and then the new stuff starts, right? They never imagined it would end like this. And then, of course, we get this awesome shot of Ezra. And Liam, when you watched this, you wanted me to pause it and kind of, you know, freeze frame it because No, Sabine... that was me. Oh, that was you, Anna. Yeah, Sorry. that was me. Because you, you noticed that Sabine doesn't was look like... Was kind of limp. She, she doesn't look limp. like she's even conscious. Yeah. Right. She looks like she's, I like, forward. Yeah. And that Ezra's, like, holding on to her in her right. helmet so she doesn't fall off this wolf that are riding Right. On. This wolf. And they're on Lothal. And yeah, which is awesome. Really interesting. So, so you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna do every single frame of this one, but there's certain <laughs> things we have to talk about in this in this trailer. Um, so they're on Yavin. How awesome is that? There's some really Ooh, nice. There, it looks like Hera mm-hmm. and Kanan might be coming out of a kiss. It does look like they're coming out of a kiss. In fact, on Twitter there was someone who who drew the scene right before this scene and <laughs> they were kissing and they drew this scene and then uh, it was like a sequence. <laughs> I really like that. Lord Canera. Good old Canera. That's Kane and Hera. Right? Uh, All right. So, <laughs> so we got like oh, a bunch yeah. of Mandos. This, this, does this, this could be on Mandalore, right? This I is Ezra totally and Sabine the time that. and a bunch of Sabine Light has saber. the dark saber. That's right. So, and there's a bunch of mandos like jumping out of this hole. Out of a trench of some and kind, yeah. And then we got Whoa, we have a U wing. Beautiful. That must be Sabine's. That must U-wing. be Sabine's. Oh yeah, we have a U wing. Huh? That's a U wing. Oh yeah. Attacking some sort of imperial facility here. And that's Mon Mothma, right? Talking. Sagarera, yep. And this, this is uh, these are the domes of Mandalore, right? I mean, we saw this in the Clone Wars. Oh, now this so is going to be one of I my favorite episodes, even though I've only seen the clip. You're you're really looking forward to the I'm Mandalore. I'm really looking forward to the yes, Mandalore stuff. So especially so on in that that place is like one of my favorite settings that Clone Wars takes place. On on it in the Mandalore, like yeah. An unbelievable yeah. technological. Genius thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I so uh, I, I I don't think it's a spoiler to say that I I heard that the first episode that people watched is a Mandalore focused episode. Oh yeah, and that it was the first of a two part episode, but that they didn't get to watch the second part of the episode. Well, how so, mean is that? <laughs> so uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And then we have Bo Katan. 
Surprise, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan is here. Yay. Oh, yeah. So you guys remember from Clone Wars, Bo-Katan is, is, you know, she was a member of Death Watch, but she left Death Watch what when Maul, are they? when Maul took over. I think they're still, I think this is, this is on Mandalore, but it's like a wasteland, right? Because Mandalore was ravaged by war for centuries, and that's why they have those domes. The domes are the only place where people actually live on Mandalore, you know? Uh, so Bo-Katan is back. I like awesome. Bo-Katan's hair. And uh, this scene right after Bo-Katan shows us our first image of Rook. That's Rook. There's Rook. Kind of a Whoa. Rook, sort of. Rook. Rook. And like he's, Rook. A, he's a really good good fighter. So he's actually, it looks like he's fighting against the Empire here on these meter bikes. But actually he's taking a swipe against, you can see it's Ezra. So they're undercover, right? There he is. So... Zeb in his silly tall hat. Hera going through hyperspace through one of those really cool uh, modules, those construction modules that we see over Geonosis in that episode where, um, right? Where Zeb and Callus crash land. That just looks cool. You just stop it there, right? Where there's like this blue spot. Yeah. So. It's like it's blowing up or something. Well, I mean, I think it kind of does because when they shoot through into hyperspace through. A building, an opening in a big structure in space. You know, it looks like it really tears apart the inside of that structure. It's pretty cool. And then we get. Callus! It's on Yavin. It's on one of the temples. On Yavin. And Callus is talking to the rebels. What does he say again? Well, first of all, let's talk about Callus's hair. Because. He dyed it. It's different, but I don't get how it's. It's longer, you know? He's got kind of a kind of a let's see like a beach bum. Uh, I like it. A beach bum, kid, early kid. '80s, living in Florida, do. But he's still got the big chops, big burns on his side. On his chin, he yeah. has a little more rough. Some stubble. Stubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. So. What does he say? What does Callus say here? It's time to get to work. Alright, so. Kanan and Ezra are the balance. What the heck does that mean? Are they the balance of the Force? I don't know. So, so the scene, so yes, we see Rook just totally, you know, flipping. Uh, Kanan probably. Oh, I think it's Kanan. Oh yeah, I think they're undercover. But his legs are wrapped around his neck. He's flipping him upside down. You know, he's a he's a. Oh, and look what Ezra doing. He's just standing there. Well, he's oh. trying to get a shot in, but he can't. Right. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh my gosh, was that Bo-Katan? That was Bo-Katan forcing Sabine to a wall. Oh, were they fighting? Yeah. Look. See, that's yeah, Bo-Katan. Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. Bo-Katan She's fighting Sabine. Sabine. Hmm. That looked like a kyber crystal exploding, by the way. Pretty sure we see that. Uh, yep, you know, that uh, definitely looks like a kyber transport crystal. of some kind. And when we saw a kyber crystal explode in season one, it kind of had that green electricity yeah, kind of look to it. So it's hmm. like electric. Right, right. And then that yellow on the inside. Kanan uh, says more stuff. So, so remember that scene, Liam, on Mandalore. Your your favorite setting, when Darth Maul. My daddy met Obi Wan, not Darth Maul. He's a silly guy. 
is standing there and the door opens and there's a huge Mandalorian battle going on. Yeah. And he just kind of stands there and looks at it. The scene is very similar to that, yeah. isn't it? Ezra's just kind of standing here. And there's this big battle going on. And look, it's Rogue and it's, One tanks. And it's Mandalore. Mandalore and then, yes, we got Rogue the Rogue One, one tanks. tanks. Awesome. Oh, on Lothal. Yeah. On Lothal. A Death More Troopers. Death troopers. Y-Wings. Thrawn. Thrawn. We will see Thrawn. I'm assuming he's going to be, you know, a big player in this season. Do you think Thrawn's going to survive? Yes. Yeah. No, I think he's gonna die. At least I hope he dies. Well, when does the th- new Thrawn book take place? The Thrawn book is a prequel to his time on Rebels. Uh. So, X Wings, we get X Wings, we got X Wings. You get an X Wing, and you get an X Wing, and you get an X Wing. Everybody gets an X Wing, and Y Wings, and Bo Katan. Holding, holding the dark the saber. saber. But wait, Sabine's behind her. So and Sabine mom. couldn't die. And she couldn't kill mom. Sabine. And Sabine's no. mom. So, but we, remember, we talked about this. Sabine is not the rightful holder of the dark saber. True. How does Bo Katan become her the rightful mom holder? Is I don't know. The rightful. No, holder. nobody is really right. I mean, Obi Wan is technically, because oh, he's yeah, the one who defeated the person who had the dark saber last, right? Who had the dark saber last. So Sloan should kill Obi Wan. And then they can Well, we know that that doesn't happen. (laughs) Sure. What do you think Obi Wan would say if Bo Katan came and he's like Wait a second, I know you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like Hey Wait, wait, wait. Are you what's your name again? Speaking of Bo Katan does not look old enough because you think about how old Obi Wan looked. Bo Katan right. should look a little Bo older. Katan should look a little I don't know. Maybe Mandalorians age differently. That's possible. Maybe. May the force be with you. May the force uh, be with yeah. you too, Hera. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was the Rebels season four trailer. You know, it didn't have any big, huge moments like uh, like the past trailers have, and I think that's because they just want to save it all for the show. Um, I think we're going to see Boba Fett personally in this uh, I hope season, we don't. but you hope we don't. I don't so, really want Boba Fett in yeah, honestly, Boba doesn't seem right. I'm not saying I want to see him, but I, I think Boba we might. Fett. Yeah, maybe. He's awesome. So, uh, Ahsoka was not mentioned during the Rebels panel uh, out loud in words, but Dave Filoni wore a shirt and the shirt said Ahsoka lives question mark. Ahsoka lives basically <laughs> is what his shirt said. And then they showed that trailer that we just talked about. And when they came back to the panel after showing that trailer, his shirt changed. And it was an exclamation point instead of a question mark. <gasps> Ahsoka lives. Ahsoka lives? So it's like, Ahsoka lives? Trailer. Woohoo! And then he's like, yes, yes, that's a very awesome trailer, isn't it? And then on his shirt, <laughs> it's Ahsoka lives! Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So that is pretty cool. Who knows how she lives? I've seen some people say Ahsoka is that wolf. Wolfie. Who knows, right? We could have seen Ahsoka His in the chamber. Is mm-hmm. Wolfie. Wolfie. He's cute. Actually, I want to call her a her and say her name is Wolfie. Okay. Liam's name for the wolf in Rebels is Wolfie. He's calling it. If he's correct, he's ca- I'm going to give him $10. I'll give you $10 if you're right. All right? And I'll Saying give it right here, right now. If I'm wrong? No. 
So slash film, uh, so, you know, this panel, there was a lot of stuff said, uh, afterwards there was like a little mini press conference, right? Where people from the press could talk to the, you know, the actors and Dave Filoni and, uh, someone at slash film talked to Dave Filoni and said, uh, asked him if we would see the battle of Scarif and rebels. And Dave Filoni said, no. So yeah, he said that would be kind of anticlimactic because we know how the battle of Scarif ends. So we don't want to end rebels in this battle that we already know the, the ending of. And so we can see it in rebels point of view. That's true. But he said that's not going to happen. So, you know, we talked about the possibility of that a lot, but now it's kind of nice to know it's not going to happen. So then we're not (laughs) disappointed or expecting it or anything. Yes, Liam. Will you actually give me $10 if I'm right? Sure. Nice. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's what we're going to talk about today, uh, because we already hit an hour as far as recording goes. I mean, once I edit, it might be a little bit under, but for the most part, we are at an hour of a podcast and there's so much more to talk about and we will talk about it next week. But for now, I think we're going to call it, uh, an episode and let's say that, uh, <laughs> there's so much, there's He's so scrolling down. There's like three pages of stuff that we wanted to talk about there's so much more that i want to talk about you guys it's ridiculous so at some point i might have to just say we're not talking we're not doing it anymore and just start from scratch but there's so many things that i want to talk to you about so um you know we're just going to keep going through it and uh, as new news comes we'll talk about that too but we're going to try to get through all this awesome celebration goodness yeah so, but thank you everyone for listening to this episode, episode 68 of Children of the Force. Thanks again to Emily and Amy for their report from Celebration. We look forward to hearing the conclusion of that report next week. And as always, thank you to everyone, including Emily and Amy, who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. You can go there and just say that you want to give us $1 a month. That's, you know, that's, that would help us out a ton uh, if, you know... If a small fraction of our listeners did that, uh, we could probably have more than one microphone and and uh, maybe a better sound quality to this podcast. That would be really cool. Maybe we could have three microphones. And we could one each for each of us. No, we'd just have it in front. We'd set it in front of us. We'd sit at the table, and that would be so cool. Instead that of me, cool. instead of me moving it back <laughs> yeah. and forth between you two, and. The sound kind Which of going Which is probably comfortable at the table. Right. But we could eat! No, we couldn't, because that would sound really bad on the podcast. Yeah, no eating on the podcast. Anyway, if you would like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... ForceChildren.gmail.com Our website is... www.childrenoftheforce.com and head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force and leave a voicemail just like Ian did uh, that we will almost positively play on the show just like we did with Ian's. So go do that. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. All right, for children of the force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the force be with you.